You are listening to The Wildest Podcast, a weekly personal development podcast in 10 minutes or less. I'm your host, Jandra Sutton, and I'm an author, entrepreneur, and speaker on a mission to help people build their dream lives. We all know what we should be doing when it comes to things like productivity, mental health, self-help, and reaching our goals. We know we should step outside of our comfort zones. We know we should believe in ourselves, and we know we should cultivate a mindset that encourages growth. But the what of what we should do is easy. The hard part is how. This podcast is designed to answer that question by giving quick, easy, and actionable advice to support, encourage, and empower people so you can stop dreaming and start doing. As always, my goal is to help you get more out of life. If you spend any amount of time on social media, especially TikTok, you've probably seen all of the posts that have been all over about the importance of feeling your feelings. I mean, we've all been called out by it, myself included, because let's face it, most of us share the tendency of over-intellectualizing everything. But as it turns out, spending hours thinking about your feelings, dissecting your mental health traumas and trying to understand them isn't as important as, you know, just feeling those things. And as someone who has consistently struggled with this issue and who is lucky enough to have a phenomenal therapist who has helped me learn how to feel my feelings, I decided to post a TikTok about the process and I was surprised to find out that countless others were in the same situation as me. We all know we should be feeling our feelings, but none of us know how to actually do it. And if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that that's one of my biggest problems with the self-help industry at large. People are happy to share solutions, but they rarely share practical implementation of those solutions, aka how to actually do this shit. So instead of gatekeeping that knowledge, I'm on a mission to share it. So without further ado, here is a longer version of how I've learned to feel my feelings and how you can develop this practice for yourself. If you've seen my TikTok already, some of this will sound a little bit familiar, but I encourage you to listen anyways, because let's face it, we all need a little bit more help in this area. Now, I will warn you, the first step to feeling your feelings sounds a little bit counterintuitive. We already know that we need to stop over-intellectualizing all of our emotions, but to me, the first step to feeling your feelings is learning to identify what you're feeling. And while that sounds similar to what we quote-unquote shouldn't be doing, there's actually a key difference. It's about discovering what you're feeling, not about why you're feeling it. This is something I've struggled with immensely in my life, mostly because I've trained myself to ignore the what of what I'm feeling, because it's overwhelming to say the least, and I spend all of my time hyperfixating on the why. It's almost like part of me believes that the more I understand about why I'm struggling, then it'll somehow unlock the ability to fix it. And while that's true to a degree, understanding cause is important, especially if you want to avoid repeating issues, that's not always how the world works. I might understand why a fire is burning. Fire is the result of adding heat to a fuel source, right? But my understanding of why it's happening doesn't really stop it from happening. It's the what that is really important. What kind of fire is it? What's the fuel source? What is burning? Is it a campfire or a grease fire? I mean, there are different methods for putting out different types of fire. So you need to understand the what to know how to proceed. The same thing is true for our emotions. So how can you identify what you're feeling? There are a few different options available, and some of my favorites include meditation, journaling, sitting in silence, or talking to a friend. There are no right or wrong ways to identify your emotions, and you might have to try a few different things to find what works best for you. Journaling really helped me at the beginning of this practice because I was so unused to connecting to my emotions, and quite frankly, it was overwhelming as hell. For some reason, writing things down didn't feel as scary and as big as just thinking about them. So I literally started by writing, I feel, insert the blank. 
And if I wasn't sure which emotions I was feeling, I started by writing down what happened and I used that to question myself. Okay, if I had an argument with my mom, how do I feel about that? What am I thinking right now? Maybe I feel frustrated that it happened. Maybe I'm angry at her. Maybe I'm sad or I'm hurt because I wish things could be different. I will say sometimes the difficulty with identifying what you're feeling is caused by the fact that you're feeling so many different emotions at once. Or maybe your emotions are just so big and so powerful that you've learned to numb them, to turn them off, because the weight of those emotions feels like it might destroy you, like this massive tidal wave. And there are two things that have helped me with those situations. If you're struggling with the first one, aka multiple emotions and learning how to untangle them, I like to separate my feelings into primary versus secondary emotions. Now, there are a lot of different definitions of primary and secondary emotions, but essentially a primary emotion is the immediate thing that you're feeling, the base emotion. And a secondary emotion is how you feel about how you're feeling. Maybe you, I don't know, maybe you were in a car accident and you experienced strong and immediate flash of fear. But immediately after that fear, maybe your body is flush with anger. After all, someone almost hit your car. They almost caused you bodily damage and how freaking dare they? In this situation, fear would be the primary emotion, aka the base of what you're feeling after what happened, and anger would be the secondary emotion, your response to that initial feeling. I don't necessarily believe that there are hard and fast rules about which emotions are typically primary versus secondary emotions. I think it changes from person to person and even from situation to situation. So in the example of our near car accident, fear was the primary emotion and anger was the secondary emotion, but there are times when anger might be a primary emotion for you. Maybe you're someone like me who doesn't handle anger very well. I grew up believing that I wasn't allowed to be angry or to express my anger and in fact that it was wrong to do so. So while anger might sometimes be a primary emotion for me, my secondary emotions might be something like shame, guilt, or anxiety. Now that's not because things like shame, guilt, and anxiety always mask anger and frustration. It's just because in my unique situation, feeling anger acts like a trigger and I immediately experience shame and guilt when I feel it. But that might be very different for you and that's okay. So let's look at the other situation. Someone who doesn't really feel anything. My first suggestion, if it's accessible to you, try connecting with a therapist. Finding the right support system to help you work through things like emotional numbness can be incredibly important. And I find that therapy techniques like brain spotting and EMDR can be really helpful in working through these things. But if therapy isn't an option for you, try giving yourself a time box to feel things. It can be really scary to imagine letting all of your feelings turn back on, so to speak. So instead of addressing everything, maybe start by addressing one feeling. Tell yourself that you're going to spend the next five minutes, you know, just five minutes, nothing too long, with zero distractions, no extra inputs, and just sit with an emotion. Maybe you even prompt yourself with a question like, am I feeling anger right now? Am I feeling fear right now? Am I feeling sadness right now? And then you check in with your body to see if there's a response. As you cycle through different potential emotions, try to pay attention to the various signals that might pop up. Even something subtle like your chest tightening just a little bit or feeling like you're getting overheated or noticing that your thoughts are immediately jumping to a different subject at the mention of a specific emotion might be a sign that your body is experiencing an emotion without you being fully aware of it. The important thing here is to be gentle with yourself and don't force it. If you're not ready to feel your feelings, that's okay. You're not doing anything wrong by doing what you're doing, especially if that thing is helping you stay afloat during a difficult time. In my experience, hitting pause on your emotions is just a coping mechanism. It is your brain and your body trying to protect you until you can process those emotions at a safer time. And if you're not there yet, don't push it. But if you're ready to start identifying what you're feeling, then say it out loud. Give it a name, identify it for what it is, a feeling, and move on to validating it. 
this is a critical step that I think a lot of us miss out on because we're uncomfortable with our emotions and why we're feeling them. Maybe we even disagree with why we feel the way that we feel. So validating our emotions sounds ridiculous. If you're feeling anxious about something and part of you is annoyed or even angry that you feel that way, then it's really hard to accept and feel your emotion. But there's a difference between validating how you feel and agreeing with it. If it starts raining outside, I might not like that it's raining. I might hate the rain or wish that it's not raining. But just because I don't agree with the rain doesn't mean that it's not raining. The rain is real. It's happening whether I like it or not. The same thing is true with your emotions. Whether or not you like or agree with your emotions and why you're feeling the way that you do doesn't mean that the emotions aren't real. Emotions are chemical reactions in your brain, not just these abstract ideas that have no physical, tangible state. They're real. Once an emotion has been triggered in your brain, it exists. In fact, research suggests that our bodies even hang on to old emotions that haven't been processed or released yet. My therapist describes emotions as a loop. So once something happens to trigger an emotion like fear, your body needs to complete the loop for the emotion to be processed and released. And when emotions are not fully processed, they can get stuck or trapped in the body. And for many of us, we have a lot of those unfinished loops in our bodies. And that's why feeling your feelings is so important. But if you're not allowing yourself to name and validate your emotions, acknowledging that they're real and happening, whether or not you like them, it's going to be a lot harder for you to feel them and move through them and to complete that loop. And once you do validate your emotions, it's time to move into the physical expression of them. This is where something like meditation or mindfulness practice can be really useful because these things can help you get in touch with your body in the present moment and what's happening because emotions aren't always about the stereotypical expressions that we see on people's faces. Crying when you're sad, yelling when you're angry, emotions can appear in different parts of the body. In fact, there was a study that found that certain emotions are felt in the body. So the more that you connect with your physical body, the more you'll be able to recognize these subtle shifts and changes that might be happening. Happening, and this will make feeling your feelings easier in the future. For me, I started learning how different emotions typically manifest in my body, and now I can recognize the physical expressions of those emotions before I even realize cognitively that I'm feeling that thing. And that's because I know that for me, my anxiety typically causes tightness in my chest, my body temperature starts to rise, and my movements get a little bit jerky. So I'm able to notice when those things start happening and I can name it and validate the emotion by saying something like, I'm feeling anxious and that's okay. I'm allowed to feel anxious. And from there, I'll sit with the emotion for a little bit, maybe even explore the thoughts around my anxiety. You know, this is where the why can come in for a little bit. You don't want to spend too much time on it. And then I'll try to help my body finish expressing the anxiety and move back to a safe state. I'll do something like shaking out my arms. I'll do some stretching. Maybe I will sigh audibly a few times or do some box breathing exercises. Sometimes I'll even put an ice pack on my chest or on the back of my neck to help me cool down and move out of that physical sensation after I'm done feeling it. And weirdly enough, this has really helped me move through my emotions. They're being named, validated, felt, and resolved all in one go. And while it's not a perfect solution and sometimes things linger or they pop back up later in the day, it has gotten easier and easier the more I do it. I've even been able to handle a horrible anxiety attack, something that would have left me anxious and fixating on it for days, if not weeks, by using these techniques. And when it was done, I felt like my body was able to actually relax again. I remember even saying out loud after going through this entire process, wow, that was hard. That sucked. And suddenly I was crying. And that's because after having gone through the process of feeling my feelings, 
I then felt another feeling. I felt the fact that it was hard. I felt the fact that it was difficult. I let myself feel it, started crying. And when I was done, I felt great. I felt like I had actually moved through those things and let them go. But if you're not at the point where you can connect with your body in order to walk through the expressions of your emotions, that's okay. I've been meditating for a few months now and I've been practicing this shit for months and it's still not perfect. Sometimes I just have to guess in order to find a way to express an emotion I'm feeling. I'll let myself cry if I'm sad or I'll watch a sad movie that makes me cry. I'll scream into a pillow or hit a punching bag or even just like shake my fists like I'm a four-year-old when I'm angry. And sometimes things like yoga or deep stretching can help me feel my feelings too. I carry so much tension in my hips. So just sitting on the floor and stretching for 10 minutes, imagining the tightness that I'm feeling as my stress breathing deep into that and just sitting with it, just accepting the feelings of stress can help me move through it. And like many of the things that we've talked about in today's episode, it's all about finding what works for you. You play around with it and you see what feels good. Remember, this process takes time and practice. Just like you wouldn't expect to walk into the gym and lift 500 pounds on your first day, don't pressure yourself to be good at feeling your feelings right off the bat. It might take some time. It might be messy. It might not work at first. All of those things are okay and they're normal, but it's worth the work. You are worth the work and you'll get there over time. If you have any questions about this topic or if you want to talk more about feeling your feelings, feel free to follow me on social media. I'm on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Janderlee. My DMs are always open. You can also join the Wildest community by heading over to janderlee.com wildest to sign up for our newsletter. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. As an indie podcaster, reviews mean the world to me and they help this tiny podcast grow. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wildest Podcast. And as usual, keep working, keep striving, but don't forget to take a break if you need one. Talk soon. What does perfect even mean?